believer in Christ Jesus, you are a child of the Word. You were born again by the ever-abiding living Word of God. You grow by the Word, and the trajectory of your life is shaped by the Word. So the one who is beloved of God is what? So are you beloved of God? Are you a saint? Do people qualify to be saints? No. Is there any qualification to become a saint? Well, if there is any qualification, it is believing Jesus. So, the day you believed in Jesus, that is, you became a Christian, that very day you have become a saint. And as you listen to this insightful teaching through our pastor, Pastor Dio Olushoga, lead pastor, S Church International, may the eyes of your heart be enlightened.
love to just pour out our love on you. We love to just speak well and honor you with the fruit of our lips. Yeah, we love to pour out our love on you. Yeah, we love to pour out the sweet smelling fragrance from our heart unto you, Father. Oh, we just love to love on you. Thank you for your love that you first loved us. Oh, we thank you for you first loved us. We thank you for your love pouring out over us. Thank you for your love poured out and that is continuously pouring out, washing over us. Thank you for your love pouring out over hearts, even in this place right now. Thank you for your love melting hearts right now. Thank you for your love pouring out over hearts right now. Just washing over our souls right now.
on all that in church meetings. And then we talked on how to receive the word and then how to receive um, the things of the spirit. I want to teach you something uh, before we get into today's program. First, let me tell you what will happen in today's meeting. And in every Sunday of this month. Okay? Let me tell you what will happen in today's service. And like what happened in every other Sunday of this month. Is that there will be strong stirrings of the Spirit. Glory to God. There will be strong... Um, and I mean it. Okay? Meaning there will be strong stirrings in the spirit. Now, this is what you are going to learn how to do. Hallelujah. Like that man um, that had been by the pool for almost 38 years. You remember the excuse he gave Jesus for which reason he had remained lame for that number of years. He said, whenever there is a stirring of the water, that is that an angel of the Lord comes to stir the water. I said, nobody comes to push me there. So somebody else gets in before me and he receives the healing or the miracle and then he goes away with it. Glory to God. He said, don't wait for people to push you into the stirring of the Spirit. Don't wait. Hallelujah. Don't wait. Don't wait to be told. Don't wait. Just the moment you sense it. Hallelujah. Just like it's already active right now. Hallelujah. Don't wait. Don't be an onlooker. Don't be a spectator. There are people that have that attitude when they go to church meetings. They have the attitude of spectators. They are just there to look. No, don't miss out. Don't miss out. Hallelujah. And again, don't be too... Don't be too dogmatic in your approach with God. That if it doesn't happen this way, then it's not the move of the Spirit. You know, a person can be rigid in their approach to spiritual things. That you think until it happens to me this way, you're not the one calling the shots. Hallelujah. You're not the one who calls the shots.
advantage of atmospheres of the spirit, of supernatural atmospheres. You see, the atmosphere here is not the atmosphere in your classroom. The atmosphere here is not the atmosphere in your in your um, convenience center, your game center. This is not the same atmosphere. This is not the same atmosphere. But how do we take advantage of atmospheres like this? You see, when the power of God is active in the place, you give direction to it by words. You give direction to that power by words. You jump in, you plunge in by words. You take it by words.
Morning, church. How are you today? Weekend. Amen. Okay. So I said, How was your weekend? How was your weekend? What's happening? Okay, that's fine. So, all Sundays in December, um, I'll start like this. Before I... You see, the church, the ex- church, the New Testament ministry, um, in some weeks See the church has um, Although an invi- Is this uh, I think I'll be fine with this
Okay. So you see, although the church has an invincible, now when I said invincible, a personality or an entity that is not visible, okay? But although he is invisible, he is real. And he is the head of the church. Glory to God. Like you and I cannot physically see Christ today. Is that true? I mean, with our physical eyes, we can't see him. But we can discern him by the Spirit. Right? We can discern um, the Christ. Hallelujah. Discernment is that we know that he's alive and he's in us. Hallelujah. So, although we can't see with our optical eyes, we know he is real. Why? The Bible tells us so. One, uh, we, we also discern him by the Spirit. Are we together? Are we together? And um, he is the head of the church. Now, this is not disjointed from the series of teachings that we'll be looking at, you know, about the New Testament church, that is the New Testament ministry's word and spirit, okay? It's still interwoven. The head of the church, although invisible, boy, is real. And by that same token, it means we accord him the due respect, the due honor of being the head of the church. I mentioned something on Wednesday that we honor the word because we we receive it as the word of God. And we receive the minister, the teacher, as uh, though is really God's uh, gift sent to us at that point in time. Okay? And so we are according the teacher, the minister, the honor that would have accorded God as even if, I mean, if he was the one that was speaking or teaching. Glory to God. And that is the same honor that we confer on the word when it is being taught as the very word of God. Hallelujah. How we together. Now, we accord that same honor on the head of the church. That's what brought me to um, what I wanted to say earlier. That somebody messaged and then said, I, I noticed that the last few, uh, what's it called, weeks, there's been no, um, thank you, there's been no, you know, theme on the flyer, what's been happening and all of that. Well, we teach what we are permitted to teach. Hallelujah. Again, I said that to say that, of course, there's a curriculum. Okay? There's a curriculum. There's a systematic curriculum that is already in place. Okay? But at the same time, you should be aware that, now this is for the leaders, ministers, you should be aware that you are equally under an authority. And so don't get so curriculum-minded that you are not you know, um, sensitive of what's on the mind of the head of the church. Hallelujah. Now, one of the things I have sensed, 
um, what God has for us as a church in this month. I've said it sometimes in November. If you remember, but God said in December we're going to have a series of outbursts in the services. Do you remember? Okay. And so uh, sometimes you want to be well positioned. I mean to say that, although you know something is about to happen, you're still trying to juggle. What should I? So the truth is, till last night I was still like, okay, Spirit of God, I have two things in my heart that I want to teach on. Which one? Which one? Which one? You know, I just, I just got to point. I'm like, Lord, I know you will lead us. I will just flow with you. And here it is, you know, while while standing as we worship it, I heard it clearly. December miracle services. Hallelujah. December miracle services. Hallelujah. And in that same tune, um, you see, for those that have already been coming and that will continue to come, uh, one of the things that we as a church have begun to do um, early enough, I think from say October or thereabouts, we've been framing the coming year. Hallelujah. We'll be framing the coming year. Um, not just in terms of how the coming year will be, but also in terms of what God will have you do. Knowing ahead of time. See, in miracle meetings, in Holy Ghost meetings, you can receive direction. Papa Egi says something as regards Holy Ghost meetings. He said in Holy Ghost meetings, the word is taught. The spirit is given free course to move. The needs of the people are met. So whenever those three things are present, then you have had an Holy Ghost meeting. Hallelujah. Now have this at the back of your mind when you think about this Holy Ghost meeting that we are talking about. We are talking about a Holy Ghost meeting where you will be ministered to by your ministry gifts. Okay? But we are talking about the Holy Ghost meeting to where you are equally a dispenser. Hallelujah. A meeting where you are going to be a dispenser. That is God is going to move through you to other people. Hallelujah. So have that at the back of your mind. Glory to God. Um, now, in that same uh, tune of, okay, the, the New Testament church is word and spirit based. We've looked extensively on, uh, you know, the attitude of the church towards the word. Okay? Now, the church gives first place to the word. Glory to God. Are you here? Believers, that's what we mean by church. Okay? Give the word first place in their heart. Hallelujah. Again, that will mean that their faith people, they live by faith. Because the word will always minister faith to your heart. Hallelujah. Now, the um, spirit tilt of it 
is that you see a church cannot be anything church i mean yeah cannot be anything church if it is void of the supernatural hallelujah no it can be a church if it is void of the supernatural if it is void of the influence of the spirit hallelujah are we together if everything is human machinated that really can't be a new testament church are we together why is that so the first thing you need to realize is that salvation are we together that is the death, burial, resurrection ascension of the Christ was in void of the influence of the spirit hallelujah go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and you will also see why your life as a believer I'm not just talking in terms of a congregation a local assembly now I'm driving it further to the point that the life of a believer should not be void of the supernatural or that life the life of that believer shouldn't be void of the influence of the spirit we can't look at you and everything about you is just based on human ability hallelujah so 1 Corinthians 15, let's go from verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, but which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and I was buried, and I rose again the third day according to the scriptures so what is the gospel the gospel is that Christ came died was buried and he, had, he, he resurrected hallelujah now that redemptive work of Christ was in void of the um, activity of the spirit how is that so question to ask is did anybody raise Christ from the dead like a man Romans chapter 6 and verse 4 there Romans 6 and verse 4 therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father even so we also should walk in the newness of life so the Bible tells us that something raised Christ from the dead and he calls it the glory of the father so Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the father hallelujah what is this Glory of the Father. Romans 8 verse 11. Are you Romans 8 and verse 11? Are you there? But in the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead. So Romans 6 4 tells us the glory of the Father raised Christ from the dead. 8 11 makes it clear that the spirit of God raised Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. So, how was Christ raised back to life by the Spirit? 
Glory to God. Now, the salvation that we receive by which we are saved, hallelujah, that came as a result of what Jesus did in the first place was not void of the influence of the Spirit. Did you see that? Hallelujah. That's number one reason. Ephesians chapter 1. Maybe someone asks questions about ah, they pray too much in tongues in that church. Why can't you just you are praying in tongues. You don't know what you are saying. You should pray in a language you understand. Hallelujah. And then, you know, such person is justifying his claim of not praying in tongues with, in my church, we don't pray in tongues. You should ask a question about why your church in the first place is not praying in tongues. Oh, yes. Say, all those church, they are charismatic. We, we are the orthodox. Did you call yourself orthodox? Do you know the meaning of orthodoxy? Orthodox is not we are Methodist, we are Anglican, we are Baptist. Orthodox means, dictionary meaning of Orthodox means old. It means vintage. So when you say your church is Orthodox, you are saying they are old, they are vintage. And when is the Orthodox church? That's what they try to mean. They mean that we are old. We are not like the new generation churches. Now when your church is truly old and vintage, their practice ought to be like the practice of the early church. Now, can I quickly bust your bubbles? The Holy Mary that they pray to prayed in tongues. Acts chapter 1. In Acts chapter 1, let's start from verse 8. Are you there? But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. When he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner, as ye have seen him go into heaven. Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room, where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew and Philip and Thomas and Bartholomew and Matthew and James the son of Alphaeus and Simon the Zealot and Judah the brother of James they all, this all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brethren glory to God Mary was with them in that power. In all likelihood, it means he was there in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, when they started praying and they prayed in tongues. So, excuse me. Excuse me, please. Which of the Marys are you now referring to? Holy Mary, Mother of Jesus, pray for us. 
beg your pardon. She's in heaven. She doesn't pray for anybody. Can I shock your table, please? There is no being in heaven that prays for any being on earth. See, Jesus is on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for the saints. He is making intercession for the saints through other saints on the head. I will say that again. He is making intercession for fellow saints by other saints. Say, boy, he's there. He's praying. He's o- Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 13. Are you in Ephesians 1 verse 13? He said, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye had the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. In whom also, after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. He's not saying there is one promise that has Holy Spirit. Maybe you have a friend and the name of that friend is Promise. And then you are thinking the Holy Spirit of Promise. It simply means Promised Holy Spirit. Hello? Don't go and put your own and say Holy Spirit of Tyre. Hallelujah. So look at this. The Bible said, after you believed the gospel, are we here together? It said, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. First, your salvation was made possible. That is the resurrection of Jesus, which we believe, by which we are justified. Hallelujah. Was made possible by the Spirit. Hallelujah. You are now sealed. That is, it became authentic. That you are God's own by the Spirit again. So there is something validating that indeed you are God's property. You are now born again. It is the Spirit. That is, the Spirit didn't only make that provision available through Christ. The Spirit is now stamping you. Hallelujah. How many of you have bought googie before? Eh? Nika. <laughs> Adidas. Eh? <laughs> they say there's Abibas Adidas. Eh, they say there's eh, Pumo. Okay, there's Nika too. Now, you know that that is not just all those names are not just names as per brand names. Okay, they are actually the um, in a sense. Okay, you find maybe a tag, something like that, on all those shoes. If you buy a shoe, if it is a shirt or anything like that. Christian Dior, Louis Vuitton, you understand? When you buy all those your brands, you understand what they call the designer. Okay? Versace. 
You understand? When you buy them, they put their brand on it. First to show that it is from them. And one thing that does to you when you see, and you see that it's not Vasoshi, it's not Googie, it's not Pamu. The moment you see, you know this is original. Okay? Imagine, now I'm painting a picture. Imagine buying a Christian Louboutin. You know they are familiar, I mean, they are known for red souls. Abby, when you bought it, you now saw white. And that shoe is supposed to be a loafers. Ah, error. Somebody said factory error. That tells you something already. He said that's no original. Is that true? Now, you see, their brand and their stamp, that seal, that emblem on it, are we together? Proves that, you know, it is truly from them. And then it gives you an assurance that, yes, I have bought original. Okay? Now, the Bible says that the seal, the imprint, the emblem on you is the spirit. And that emblem proves that you are original. Proves that indeed you are God's product. Certifies that indeed you have been born again. Acceptance letter when you get into university, how many of you were, were given? Right? So you call it acceptance letter. So the spirit is your acceptance letter. It's what guarantee your admission letter that indeed are we together? Now think about it. The spirit made salvation possible. The spirit in you is also your own guarantee. Are we together? So your salvation was made possible by the spirit. In you today, God has put his spirit. And that's what make you or made you a member of his family. That's what made you a son. Galatians 4 verse 6. And because ye are sons, you see, God had sent the spirit of his son into your heart, crying, Abba, Father. So everyone that is a son has the spirit. So can we say that in salvation, what we actually receive is the spirit. Now that you have become a son, a child of God, a believer, you have received the spirit. Hallelujah. Can the congregation of people who have received the spirit, how can their congregation be limited to the natural? People that have received the spirit, and that spirit is their initiation into the family of the God kind. And so when you heard the song being sung during the worship, um uh, what's the song again? I move mountains. Indeed, God moves mountains. But let me ask you a question. What's the big deal if God moves mountains? What's the big deal? If a trailer bash Mikra and Mikra dents, what's the big deal? Everybody expects it. 
But you know it is a big deal and you'll be afraid. If Mikra just eats a big lorry or a trailer, Dangote, and the entire Dangote was flipping like this. <laughs> they said in the anthem. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now God wants a real big deal. He wants a big deal. Because it's not a big deal. If he does miracles, of course he does. But what he did was to make miracle workers out of us. How did he initiate that process of making miracle workers out of you? His spirit. Hallelujah. So you might not have done any miracle before in your life. But inside of you is the gene of a man that can work miracles. Hallelujah. Are we together? You might not have seen it, but it doesn't change that fact. Because the gene is in you. Hallelujah. The gene is in you. You know, when eaglets are born, they have to be trained how to soar, how to fly. The story is that the mother eagle will carry the small eaglet to very, very high altitude. And then when it's at the high altitude, it releases the wings with which it is carrying the the eaglets. Or if it is the beak that is using to hold it, it will free the eaglets. So that the eaglet can struggle with the air and get accustomed to it. And then when he sees that the struggle is getting unbearable and it's about to die, he will go and pick it again. Go back to a high altitude. Do the same again. Training the eaglet to be able to survive on high altitude without being afraid. So that the eaglet is struggling to fly doesn't mean it doesn't have the capacity. It just needs to be trained to be accustomed to what is inside it. Do you understand? So when your senses or your mind is making you feel did you say miracles that's for pastors hallelujah glory to God God has made what used to be exclusive commonplace why God has given out his spirit hallelujah God has given out his spirit and so you will never again join them when you hang time to any meeting say for example you are only visiting this church today and you are not planning to join there's no problem but I know you will come back okay and then you go back to that congregation and then they start saying let the power of the Lord come down let the power of the Lord come down 
let the power, let the power, let the power of the Lord from heaven come down. Let the power of the Lord come down. The spirit is here now. The spirit is here now. Excuse me, sir. Were there dead people in that place? When I mean were there dead people, I mean are there no people in whom the spirit is still dwelling? They are not there. Ah! Why? Come down, Bawo. You are the spirit. When you walk in, you walk in with the spirit. You should say, stop, stop, stop. I can give you. You should say stop. I am here. I will take from what is within me. I will put it upon me now. Ah, uh-uh. Even if the only thing you know how to do at that time is praying in tongues and be filled with the spirit. Pray, be filled with the spirit. Before you know it, your eyes will open. Before you know it, you start prophesying. Before you know it, one day you two you will touch somebody, the person will buy a flip. Before you know it, people will sleep on your bed with diseases. They will wake up and say, I don't know when I woke up from that bed, something happened to me. Okoloto Malato. People will make contact with you, they'll be like, what, who are you? Ha! See, when people ask you, who are you? Don't get used to thinking, ah, they like me, I'm fine. <laughs> like, seriously? They've met plenty pretty girls. As a believer, let your first point of contact be, oh shit, they have taken out of us. Spirits. into places, maybe your workplace and then people just say or maybe you walk into an interview room and then one of the interviewers on the panel is saying, I, I think I like you don't say, ah my English who, who are you? who are your English help? are you Queen Elizabeth? hallelujah You see the spirit inside of you. Huh. So I have got spirit inside of me. I have got spirit inside of me. Let me again use this to drive in a point that will help someone. Maybe you've been praying for power. Lord, anoint me afresh. Fresh power, fresh oil. We have prayed those kind of prayer before too. But learn today. God gave you everything can give you the day you receive the Spirit. Let me use this point to also beg people that always pray for pastor and pastors. More anointing, sir. No. You want me to boast? The Spirit is the anointing. 
Hallelujah. The minister can get accustomed or get more accustomed to the operation and the dynamics of the spirit. But it cannot be more anointed, just like it cannot be more righteous. That rattled somebody's theology when I say you cannot be more righteous. Let me repeat it again. You cannot be more righteous than you already are righteous right now. Let me repeat that one more time. The day you got born again, that you received God's spirit, you became righteous. And you can never add or remove from that which you already have. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, because of this, you see, this is why we say things like, the gathering of believers is the most powerful gathering anywhere in the world. Anywhere in the world. Why? We have power. Glory to God. Power is in us. Why? The Holy Ghost is in us. Glory to God. The Spirit of God is in us. You see, even if you don't see the power manifesting yet, let God be true. Let your experience be a lie. We walk by faith, not by sight. That's our daily... See, God is not in your sense realm. The Bible says God is a spirit. Hallelujah. And so, God cannot primarily, first and foremost, be discerned in the sense realm. That's what it means. So, where is God? God is a spirit and he is in the spirit realm. And in the spirit realm, what is the law that operates? The law of faith. You will acknowledge what the word has said first. Hallelujah. You will acknowledge it. You will say, this is what the word has said about me. And because that is what the word says, that is the truth about me. Hallelujah. Why? Because the word is your reality now. Hallelujah. In somebody's imagination, something just broke loose now. You've probably been seeing masquerade and them, them. But she you in the dream. Now your mind is strengthened. They've been serving you rice and oats soup in the dream. Now your mind is strengthened. You say, so you mean that thing is harmless and powerless? When they give you the next one, ask for coke. Ask for coke. Hallelujah. Think about it. You want to harm who? The man in whom God's spirit dwells. So now, when you board vehicles, and then somebody sits beside you, and everybody's running, it's Jasmine, 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 I will just you. I will just you. Hallelujah. I would have finished jazzing you before your mind comes back to normal. Hallelujah. 
different different experiences, but today is not the perfect time for that. Now go to First Corinthians chapter twelve. that the spirit of God is in every believer hallelujah the way you are seated right now the spirit of God is working in you he's in you are we together the way we are here right now the power of God is active amen the power of God is here are we together now that's not supposed to mean You know most time ministers When they're ministering and then you get to a point uh, You know you hear things like the power of God is present Here right now and all of that And then you, you might be tempted To think the power just came in Okay Now this is what Is being said Before I say what is being said Let me say that The power of God is present Here Even when we don't feel it even if the only thing we are doing is we are praying are you listening to me now what are we now trying to do that moment that we are trying to worship and all of that glory to God what are we trying to do first what we are trying to do is number one bring everybody's mind and consciousness together Everything about the miraculous Everything about the supernatural Is atmosphere sensitive So bringing everybody's consciousness together Hallelujah Creating an atmosphere of faith Hallelujah You remember that when Jesus wanted to raise one child from the dead he sent out everybody that is crying and he went in with the father of that child alone he removed people that we you know detonate the atmosphere took them aside why because their presence can contaminate that atmosphere are you listening he had to separate them. At another point in time, he wanted to open one man's eye. Do you remember? What did he have to do? He had to take their man to the outskirts of the city. To a place where their own belief around him cannot affect him. He separated him from the environment of unbelief. 
Hallelujah. You see, you need to be very acquainted with the way the power of God works in the life of Christ. So that you don't fall into the error of generalizing. I know there are people that say things like, uh, no, you don't need music, you don't need sound, you don't need keyboard for the power of God to move. You are saying the truth, but don't generalize the truth. Are you aware that Elisha, the prophet, being a prophet, they came to him. Say, see for us, let's know what's going to happen. At first, he was not interested. But later, when he considered, he said, bring me Israel. And the Bible said, the moment the Israel began to play, the power of God, the anointing of God's spirit began to move him and he began to see. Come on, don't generalize. That's what I said when I started. You have to be fluid. You have to be fluid. Don't be rigid in your knowledge of spiritual things. Don't be rigid. Hallelujah. And so the atmosphere has been created. Everybody's consciousness has been, you know, brought to that one thing. We are zeroing our mind on the power of God, on the presence of God's Spirit. This is why we close our eyes and we focus and we're meditating in our hearts. Even as we're worshiping, our hands are raised, our eyes are closed. We have that serious disposition. Why? Because indeed it is serious business. There are a lot of people that are used to human effort too much. And so they don't cherish just one encounter with the Spirit. They are used to what their human power, strength can produce. Hi, But I wish you would know what just one, one. What the name of this man Smith Wigglesworth said, I would rather have the spirit upon me for one minute than have the entire world. You don't know what can happen. Maybe you also don't know the spirit we're talking about. The world you are seeing was spoken, he spoke it into existence, and it came to existence that beats human imagination. He didn't call Julius Becher. That means there are things in your life that you are probably doing one plus one, two plus two, and you've been plotting graph. Ha! But just one touch by the Spirit will put an end to all your plotting graph. You think God is behind your mathematical equation that you have been working out all this while? What has He produced? Has he produced your medi- your drugs? You, they've been there, but what have they done? Your inhaler, what has he done? Your, you know, ah, I don't eat this, I don't eat that. Some of us, we eat it, we are still alive and we 
That's not to promote unhealthy diet. But I'm saying that all this you're careful, have meticulous everything. We don't help. Is this not supposed to approach your mind to a reality? That could it be that this and I've been trying to do this way? There's another method to it. Could it be? Don't forget. This is the spirit that framed reality. What you call reality today came by a spirit. Ha! spoke it into existence the things you can touch you can feel, you can undo today the root thing that brought them into existence was not physical is that not supposed to bring your mind to something So in First Corinthians 12, verse 7, which we'll, we'll just put everything together so that we can have some time. The spirit that framed the world is inside of me. The spirit that powers creation is inside of me. The spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is inside of me. No, I can't be ordinary. No, think about it. The spirit that powered creation. The spirit that powered creation is inside of me. He's inside of me. The spirit is inside of me. The Holy Ghost is in me. That means I'm not void of wisdom. Ah, no, 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 no. The ancient one is in me. Ah, the Holy Ghost is in me. The Holy Ghost is inside of me. The Holy I can't be at a roadblock. No. No. I'm indwelled by the Spirit. I'm indwelled by the Spirit. Oh, I'm indwelled by the Spirit. Ah, Suzalamande. Now look at verse 7. It said, But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Give us in another translation. translation a manifestation of the spirit is given to each person ha! to produce what is beneficial so one quick lesson is this first from the perspective of the ministry gifts that when ministry gifts like us when we come your way when we come your contact and we are dispensing the things of the spirit he said what we are doing is that we are supplying something beneficial that means we are giving you something 
although invincible, but it is something beneficial. That means it's not that somebody just wants to make you fall. You know, those are mind mind blockages. That means it's not show off. You are being strengthened. You are being added to. That should that should give you a posture, a posture of someone willing and eager to receive. See, when you are eager and you are hungry indeed to receive, there is no way there will be a supply in your direction. Hallelujah. There are times we lay hands on people before your hand touches them. It's as if they suck like a valve out of your body. That's a hungry heart. That's a man that is that is desiring something. That means that person, before you came close as a minister to minister to him, he is ready. He, is, he knows that this is what I've been waiting for. Ha! Sometimes we come to some of you. We come to give you what you've been waiting for. But this is your attitude. Your attitude ought to be when ministry gift come. My answer has come. Ah! See, what God wants to give you is in the spirit. And it's what is being ministered. And again, from the perspective of believers to believers, that means when the believer next to you, in that kind of atmosphere where you are being asked to minister to one another, so the manifestation, the display, the release of the things of the Spirit is for something beneficial. Hallelujah. The prophecies are being given to you. It's for something beneficial. Hallelujah. It's to add something that will be of great benefit unto you. Hallelujah. And that means we cherish those moments. Those moments when you are being ministered to, they are priceless. They are priceless. They are priceless. Nothing can stand next to it. I know you cherish it if they give you a car. I know you cherish it if they give you a house in Banana Island. What can I tell you? There's something more precious than any of those things. There is something more weighty than any of those things. And that is the thing in the spirit. Glory to God. Let's rise up on our feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Mante Kelaba Sundarabaha. Oh, Regalamando Sataki Dalamati. Zelaman Regalamati. Malabashalaba. Okay, no. 
this point in time. And God's fire is working in and through you. Watch your consciousness not to be on. God's fire is working in and through you. God's fire is working in and through you.
create joy when it happens. Because you are seeing it, you must demonstrate joy now. If it is a problem that is, you know, standing in your way, and you want the problem to leave, you must give corresponding action now. So, as you are speaking, we have to see action. We have to see some rejoicing. Now, I'm not asking rejoice. That's not what I'm saying now. There has to be a corresponding action. Hallelujah. Don't forget that everything you are doing is spiritual. And so the action you are giving to whatever you are saying has a spiritual connotation. Hallelujah. Are we together? There has to be a corresponding action. Sometimes you might have to stretch your hand literally. In the name of you, you have to give an action. There must be an action. Hallelujah. You sometimes you when you are when you are dealing with the devil, you can get it, get out. There must be an action. Why is the action important? Your mind tends to forget things that you say, but things that catch your emotion, your mind doesn't forget. And so the action you are giving is a product of an emotion you are feeling. Instrumentally, this is not the time to be playing groups or call to. Corresponding action. Hallelujah. So, are you ready? Are you ready? So, the reason why you pray in tongues is that you just want to prime the pump, you just want to energize your spirit. And then, after you prime the pump, you begin to release words. You begin to release words. Hallelujah. After like three minutes, the leaders, you can go around and minister to people as if led by the Spirit.
extra time today okay because I sense that 
there are people that God is working a work in them. And it's not something that you can rush. It's not something that can be rushed. Don't worry, we won't overshoot. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's equally a miracle you've got plants hunger in your heart. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a miracle you've got plants hunger in your heart. Yeah, that's what I see well in all.
um, I see you receiving instructions. I will lead you into profits. lesson that you should go home with through everything the teaching, this atmosphere and all of that you see as a believer you must keep your heart unmodeled glory to God you must keep your heart unmodeled you know when they say something is modeled up there are certain people that that is the and I'm, I'm sure I'm speaking specifically to certain people on a daily basis the norm of your life is that your mind is constantly modeled Amen the literal picture is like you are, you are like a refuse being you consume every single form of information everything enters your mind garbage everything Pastor, is this the only thing you want to say that will make something spectacular happen in my life? I can tell you categorically, it might be something as simple as this. Glory to God. Your mind must not consistently be modeled up. And that speaks specifically to what you consume on the internet. Facebook, on Instagram, every platform. Glory to God. Keep your heart on modeled up. Are we here? Keep your heart on modeled. For some people, I tell you that practice this between now and the end of the year. You practice it and then come give feedback. Keep your heart on modeled. You might have to unfollow certain page. You might have to remove yourself from, from certain platforms. Right? Those are things that consistently dampen your heart. Hallelujah. You may have to unfollow certain pages. You may have to unfollow certain people. You may have to remove yourself from certain platforms. Because the only thing that I can say here right now, by the Spirit of God, is that some people, their heart is modeled up. Hallelujah. In that category, you can you can really hear God. God can God can speak to you. Your heart is noisy already. Your heart is busy. Your heart is noisy. It's modeled up. From this meeting going home, your heart is clear. Your mind is clear. Yeah, your mind is clear. Your heart, your eyes is clear. 
the weight, the embargo that has overlaid your heart either to that the Spirit of God has lifted in this meeting, you are not going back to carry them. You are not going back. I see people that they worry a lot. Worry. Carry the weight of worry on their shoulders as if it's their property. those same kind of people God has lifted your burden in this meeting. You're not going back to continue nursing those burdens. Yeah. Yeah. You're not going back to nurse them in the name of Jesus. There are some people in this place that you receive assurance that certain needs have been met. Yeah. That was what you received. You received assurance that some needs are being met already. You're not going back to begin to doubt. You're not going back to begin to doubt. Your heart remains steady, trusting in the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God.